0: Hi, folks. Uh, Today, I'm excited to speak with Mary Crooks, who is head of the Victorian Women's Trust, about the Trust's Kitchen Table Conversations project for the Voice referendum. I spoke to Mary and Victorian Women's Trust board member Alana Johnson in January last year about the 20-year history of the Trust's Kitchen Table Conversations and how it became central to Kathy McGowan's successful campaign for Indi in 2013. So welcome back, Mary.
1: Thanks, Margot. Thanks for the opportunity. So tell me how
0: your working life changed on election night.
1: That's a great opening question. <laughs> uh, and it seared into my memory, to be honest, because I've got to say that when I heard Prime Minister, newly minted Prime Minister Albanese, declare that they would hold a referendum to enshrine um, a voice in the constitution, and they would do it in the first term of their government. Uh, I just, I just knew that we had to, we had to actually offer our kitchen table model. Uh, we had to put it into the service of the campaign for a yes vote in the referendum. Uh, and so, one of the first things I did was to go back to our board at the trust and say, surely we. We can't not do this, uh, and I'm delighted that the board understood the need for us to do so. Uh, and straight away, I started um, uh, negotiations and discussions with Indigenous leadership around the campaigning, uh, so that we could bring our model into the service of their leadership. and And it all went from there, Margot.
0: Right. So. Uh... Give me a, a, a clue about how, what you work you've done. You've obviously done a lot of work. You've just got a, a website up, um, and, and just let people know what the program is. What what, what, okay. are, you, what are you doing, and what, how do you help, and how, how do you get people involved?
1: I, I guess I, I mean the kitchen table conversation model has a certain, uh, you know, on the surface, Margot, it has a, a, a you know a simplicity about it, and. Uh, and a powerful kind of simplicity about it in a way. Um, But but like all decent processes of civic engagement, there's an incredible amount of logistical work that has to be done to take it out there into the public domain. And it's the kind of work that people don't see happening. That's not a worry. I just know that you have once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something like this, And you don't want to set it up to fail. You don't want to create expectations you can't meet with people. You know, there's a lot of trust involved and so on. So the the work is immense. The behind the scenes work is immense. Um, But And we have been pretty much working, a small team of us working on this since early October last year. Uh, We took part in a two-day collaboration laboratory with People from from the heart in late October. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got their imprimatur and full embrace of the model, and since then the work has been immense. Uh, I, I can tell you, I don't think I've ever worked harder. To be honest, but uh, it's just fantastic to bring something like this into the service of the campaign. In essence, in essence, uh, it sounds simple, uh, but it's really about enabling people to come together in small groups of say up to 10 people in their homes or community space and to have safe and respectful dialogue which really enables people to join the dots to clarify their perspectives to not have people jumping down their throats to not have people telling them how to think but to actually provide quality material that enables people to have a solid discussion and understanding, and and yes, in this instance, to help move the dial to voting yes. So it, it really is, you know, when you think about it, sometimes, Margot, I feel as though, you know, I'm a bit of a charlatan because because what we're saying is this is all about good conversation. And when you think about it, people, if they stop to think about it, They know what it's like to have a really good conversation with another person and with a group. They know the thrill and the excitement that can come from bouncing off your ideas with another person. Uh, And when you stop to think about it, how how do we learn about stuff? You know, we're not all signed up to do courses. We're not all sort of subscribing to every magazine and newspaper. I reckon if you did an audit about the way you clarify your thinking and whatever, it really, at the end of the day, comes down to the the people you knock around with, to the people you respect and they might give a slant on something and you think, you know what, I never thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. So I reckon the art of conversation is not dead. The art of conversation is what is central to our kitchen table conversation.
0: Well, of course, the Voices um, movement uh, took that up, but... My understanding of, of of kitchen table conversations in that context was listening, just listening. Whereas this is a little bit different because there is an element of persuasion in it. So, so how have you adapted the model to to to, to cope with that?
1: Yeah, um, another good question. And Margot, in a way, when we a long time ago now, but when we adapted our model um, around the question of water and we ran our watermark, that was actually the first really big attempt to run the process on an issue that was very complex, Uh, the issue of water and water management, water reform, rainfall variability, drought, Mm. dry continent, all those issues that we dealt with in our watermark through the kitchen table conversation uh, where we interacted with scientists, land and water scientists, but it meant that we actually had to frame materials that enabled people to think deeply about these questions without being hydrologists, without being scientists, but p- materials where lay people, where lay people could really get stuck into some of the underpinning concepts. So that was our first big brush with running a process that dealt with complexity, mm-hmm. and we're doing the same with Together Years. We're working on materials that that our conversation hosts can download uh, and can bring into the small group discussion. Materials that enable ordinary folk, wherever they are around the country, to actually think about things and form connections on these big issues that they mightn't otherwise be able to do. So the curated materials hold the key in this instance. And the reality is that the majority of people who are going to vote in this referendum are non-Indigenous Australians. Mm. And I think even, you know, in the space of yours and my lifetime, it has been, thankfully, an increasing trend that Australians have started to connect better with our past. And younger generations coming through connect much better with our past than people in my vintage but what we have to find in our sessions are ways in which potential uh, all voters can actually have some connection feel a connection to the past because understanding and reckoning with our past understand that and you understand the argument for a voice
0: so the the idea is that you have lots of materials and suggestions and guidance for for people to put their hand up and say right, I'll host one of these with your support. Yep. Um, is there any sense in which you you're recommending that an, an Aboriginal person be at at, at at as many as possible?
1: No, because uh, in, in the sense that uh, I mean, we we are working in close and and wonderful and respectful partnership with the Indigenous-led campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and- right. And, uh, and we are taking advice uh, and and there will be various people connected to the campaign who will look over our materials. But, Margo, I just make the point. I think, I think that the heavy lifting in this campaign has to be done by so many non-Indigenous mm. people mm. because, you know, I mean, why would we expect Indigenous Australians to have to do Everything to bring this vote mm-hmm. into a yes mm-hmm. um, success. The the issue and the problem has not been of their making. Yeah. So my my early advice to people is don't feel hamstrung by the lack of indigenous folks yeah. in your conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be more concerned, frankly, in getting your own thinking. Your own house in order in terms of the principles that you want guiding your decision to vote yes or no. It rests with non-Indigenous people whether this referendum is going to be carried. We're the ones who need to be doing the heavy lifting.
0: So, so I live in the in the country, um, Mary in uh, in, Combo in in New South Wales, and when I've read all your materials and stuff, and I thought, oh, I'd like to be a host, and then I started going, oh. Number one, um, race is something that in the country people generally keep away from. Um, most of the people that I've chatted about to The Voice, about The Voice, are uh, non-committal or against it. And to have a decent conversation, to, to bring the community together respectfully, yes or no, you're going to need some hard yes. Some soft yes, some undecided, some soft no, and some hard no. And I was wondering how I could convince hard no's and soft no's and undecideds to feel safe in my home expressing that opinion, because they will know that that I'm going to vote yes. How
1: do you how do you deal with all that? Um, look, I think you know. Obviously, there are um, you know there are different uh, circumstances, different regional communities people with different experience of the issues. Our advice in becoming a conversation host is to, is to just be in touch with your own comfort level mm-hmm. and don't feel as though you have to go out and proselytise. You don't have yep. to go out and convince uh, and, uh, you know, hammer people on the issue. It is about working to your own comfort level and if you feel that you you just don't quite feel comfortable, for example, in pulling together a discussion of people in your community where there might be some who are opposed to the voice. Then don't do it. Um, but oh, if, I want to do it. I want I, to do no, it. but because... my point, my point, Margot is only do only work within your comfort level, and if it yeah. means that you bring about like minded people, uh, then go that way. Because at the end of the day. After two discussion sessions, we're going to be asking people to then carry individual conversations until polling day. If right. you have two really good sessions where your own thinking uh, and that of your friends yes. does become sharper and clearer, then you are poised to actually carry those conversations until polling day. Yes. We we are not interested in, in people... Uh, uh, setting up a conversation group that is actually a burden for them. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. But yeah. I mean, there, there's no point having a kitchen table conversation if there's not at least one or two people who have got something to say. You well, know that that is that is a no or a oh, where's the detail or, or or you know what I mean? Like, well, I think the, I'm sort of more asking what 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 approach could I make so that that people will feel very comfortable. That at the end of the that, that at the end of the discussion, although there's disagreement, that it's that they feel happy, they yeah. feel safe. How yeah. do, how do you how do you encourage that?
1: Because um, uh, I mean, I think in your talking to people, you say, "Look, I I am interested in this referendum, and I'm interested yeah. in a safe and respectful discussion. And and yes, I'll make my bias clear. I'm interested in voting yes, but what I want to do is bring some people together in my home and have the opportunity to actually canvas the issues. Uh, And what we do, Margot, in the materials that are downloaded, uh, is that there are ground rules that you would would set Mm -hmm. as a host. You'd say, OK, we've got half a dozen ground rules here that together, Mm -hmm. yes, have asked us to consider and to accept them. And you read Mm -hmm. through those very simple ground rules. And you say to people, are we What are all-
0: the basics of those, Mary?
1: Uh, basics of those, um, no one person is allowed to dominate the proceedings. Yes. Um, we agree to listen hard to one another. Yes. Uh, we commit to being constructive. Yep. Uh, we don't personalise dissent and so on. So there are about five ground rules. Okay. And you read them out to people and they say, oh, God, yeah, we're happy with that. And so people proceed to, to have the discussion on the basis of everyone saying I agree with those very simple and practical um, ground yep. rules. Yep. Um, okay. But what I'd say, Margot, is the nature of we're, we're not con- constructing these conversations so that people end up determining whether they've got enough detail or or what double majority is required. Our materials are very different. And so let yep. me give you an example. In the first discussion session, at some stage, in the format there will be a short film shown that we're um, currently editing mm-hmm. and that film for example is an interview with jackie huggins you know a, a quite extraordinary indigenous yes. leader and that's jackie's recollection of what it was like as an 11 year old kid to watch her indigenous mum campaign for the 67 referendum yeah to bring it home. Now, I think when people around their kitchen table can watch Jackie and listen to Jackie with that reflection, I think that's going to help them understand from the perspective of an Indigenous warrior woman what it was like to strive to be recognised in this country. Mm -hmm. So we're going to rely on great materials that actually in a way, help people to shut down from all the noise. And honestly, there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of stuff being said in this yep. debate that is not very helpful,
0: yep. really.
1: At the end of the yep. day, and we want to provide people with a safe and constructive way where they can bring their best selves to the discussion, and to actually have a conversation which helps them think the, these issues through, rather than feeling as though they're being browbeaten.
0: uh, I'm a big fan of the voices movement and and kitchen table conversations, and I'm I'm firmly of the view that the the volunteers, the grassroots, the face to face, is the magic source for the for for, for for all the Liberal Independents um, being elected. But with this, it's even more important. Um, For a start, it's the only way it's going to happen. But secondly, if it happens in the right way, we get to know each other and all different aspects of the community and, and what they think, then there's a chance that whichever way it goes, that it will not be diabolical. What, what do you say to that sort of idealism <laughs> no. of, of it's a way for us to, 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 to do this in a way that doesn't destroy us, you know, if, if it's a yes or a no, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and look, you know, obviously, I believe I believe that um, a vote uh, yes is crucial. Yes. In this country, I, I believe yes. that I I actually feel strongly that this is the most defining issue of my lifetime. Uh, yes. I feel that in every bone in my body, and I feel that ultimately, voting yes is a huge step in the right direction for this country, and. Yes, it might get nasty, it might get divisive, but at the end of the day, I think if we can't return a yes vote on the question of honouring the oldest living culture around the world and finding a way to short-circuit the dreadful pain and trauma and disadvantage that has been imposed on First Nations people, that's why we need to bring it home. But I think we can only be better as a nation. It mightn't seem that way at first. And you know what, Margot? I've gone back and I've looked at the naysayers, for example, over the Mabo decision.
0: And I mean, you'd
1: think that the sky was... Yeah, I covered that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) In your backyards and all the rest of it.
1: Yeah, the sky didn't fall in and we are better for it as a nation. And, And ultimately, we will be able to hold our head higher around this country and on the world stage by the end of 2023. But in some respects, I feel as though this referendum is about tilling the ground for even more mature steps down the track.
0: Yeah, look, what I'm getting at is Abbott and and I think Little Proud too now are saying, oh this um, referendum should be pulled because it's perilous for our nation and it will leave us in a disastrous state. And they're creating the conditions for that, of course. But just if if this kitchen table thing could could really take off, particularly in the regions, and and the regions is where it matters most. Like, Mary, I remember, um, you you remember when John Howard wanted to take us to a race election on WIC, a, a double dissolution race election? Well, the National Party Senator for Queensland called me down. I was with the Herald then and I was covering um, WIC and he said, Margo, Margo, we can't have a double dissolution election on WIC. Where I live in the country, there's a lot of Aboriginal people, black and white will be walking on other sides of, on on different sides of the street and it will destroy our communities. And I said, oh, well, don't have a DD, (laughs) whatever, but, but but my point is i think particularly in the regions it's very important to have grassroots community engagement kitchen tables forums whatever so that people can see that people on the other side are human too so that it's not uh, it's not a nightmare if you know what i mean mm. does it, does that make sense to you
1: yeah it does and look i i believe i believe at the end of the day that most folks non-indigenous people in particular will do what they think is the right principled and decent thing to do and i think i think in all of the noise and the campaigning and the and the divisiveness I think most people just want to do what they think is the right and decent thing to do. Mm. And I think that means that we have to keep our eye on the principles that are at stake here. Mm. And to yeah. me to me you know let's not get bogged down in questions about detail and whatever because because at the end of the day the question is do we want do we want to honor 65,000 years of custodial stewardship of this continent by First Nations people over 2,000 generations? Do we want to actually honour that and celebrate it going forward? Answer, yes. Secondly, do we want to try and find a mechanism that actually breaks the cycle of poverty and hardship and disadvantage that has beset our First Nations people more than any other sector of our society? Yes or no? I mean, these are the are the guts of the questions. Um, Everything else I think is trying either deliberately or inadvertently to obscure those fundamentals. I think most Australians will appreciate a way of getting in touch with those kinds of discussions.
0: Well in in the conversations I've had with my neighbours up here um, the, the main worry seems to be, and even from people who would like to vote yes is detail. We don't know what it is, all that. this is a big argument uh, and clearly the yes campaign has gone for big picture. not don't worry about the detail. I just wonder if you think that a, 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 some sort of you know clear statement of of, of, the, of the basics of the, of the voice, might, might be useful at, at some stage
1: I think that will come through Margot um, and Good. yeah you know'm I'm, I'm assuming that we may be in a position after our national conversations to be able to solidify the kind of agreement yeah. and learning that went on through those discussions. Yeah. I think that will come um, yeah. uh, I, I mean I find it I, I sort of understand the detail argument in a way but but I've always believed in any complex situation, what are the principles? Yeah. I've always believed in a principles approach. What are the principles at stake here? If you get clear on the principles, all else follows. Uh, and I think, I find it interesting, for instance, uh, and I do get a little bit impatient with lawyer friends who argue <laughs> about the detail, because because I think I'm happy, you see, to take the advice of the Kenneth Haynes of this world and the Robert Frenches of this mm. world and Anne Toomey's. And if they are essentially clear and comforted by the question of detail, you know what? That's enough for me, frankly. Mm. I don't need, I don't need to wander around in the weeds about detail to be clear about how I think. Um so and i find it interesting. yes it's, the
0: problem mary of course is that it's not bipartisan and we know that no bipartisan um referendum has got up which is why i've been just absolutely thrilled to see tony nutt and mark texter on the um on the governing body and um the the tasmanian premier seeing off pat farmer with albo you know mm. it, it that you, you can you can see a, a sort of bipartisanship but without bipartisanship I just think that it's the, the no side is going to be very you know if you're undecided you don't know much about it oh, I don't know about this there's no detail it, it, it's it's very easy to do that and I, I just like it if by the end of the process it's a little less easy what do, do you agree with that
1: uh, I I think that the ability for ordinary folks to just have a a considered thinking about these issues, uh, I think that can win the day. I actually don't believe, I I understand the argument that referenda in the past uh, have succeeded when there's been bipartisanship. My gut instinct tells me that that doesn't necessarily apply on this question. I actually think the referendum can be won without bipartisanship for a number of complex reasons. I do believe that community building, a community movement, civic Mm. engagement and civil society stepping up to the plate can win the referendum uh, in the positive. But we shall see in what... what transpires in five or six months so what's
0: what's the address of your website
1: Uh, uh, www.togetheryes.com.au
0: so you told me that um you've 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 got you'll have all the materials ready mid-may mid to late may yep mid to late may but you've all already done a, a little bit of something i I know you came to coffs harbour did you yeah by zoom and 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 look and and um gave some information to voices for cowper and we've
1: been taking we've been taking together yes around on a national road show we've done yep all all up in the first round we'll have done about 26 sessions all around the country and in fact Margot, from you know popular acclaim we're actually going to schedule extra sessions great
0: um, so, have you got volunteers so far who are willing to sort of uh, <laughs> pilot it and
1: see what um, happens? Uh, thousands. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, well, I know, if any of them, sorry. Oh, I know that you know. There's a leap of faith in that. You know, it may well be that conversation hosts, when they download our materials, you know, it would be awful if they said, "Oh, well, that's not very good. I'm not going with that." But <laughs> they um, won't say that. But look, I'm fairly confident. We've put a lot of thought into these materials mm. uh, and as a way of helping to support some really good thinking uh, from people who, who come in good faith, in good faith, to try and have a considered reflection on the issues at stake. Uh, and so, you know, we will see through the months of late May, June, July, August, what we're hoping for is to create the first time in our social and political history, the first nationwide formal kitchen table conversation mm. movement to try and bring the referendum home. Um, Mary,
0: if, if you feel like it in these roadshows, um, it, it, there's bound to be some writers among the, the people who put their hand up to be hosts. If they'd like to write about the experience um, for no fibs, I'd be absolutely de- absolutely delighted because it, you, you're giving every Australian a chance to, to – I, I know a lot of people feel it's their duty to do something that they're not quite sure what. Mm. Um, it gives them a, a, a enormous um, opportunities to actually do it on the ground where they live, where it, where it really matters.
1: Yeah, and, Margot, the thing is, you know, back to that comfort level thing, even if people worked on their families – and their friends, that's going to be enough to help shift the dial.
0: Yeah. And um, presumably your materials will be pretty explicit on on how to cope with certain views and and how to you know make it okay. Yeah. <laughs> because race is so hard to talk about, particularly in the
1: country. Sure, um, but the the referendum won't just be one in the country either. True. Uh, and I, you know, I believe...
0: But we don't want the city to vote yes and the country to vote no, do we? No. We really no. don't want that. Like, remember same-sex marriage where the regions went yes and it was such a wonderful feeling that the that the, the country had come together? Yeah,
1: and and my, my advice to people who have been saying to us, but we don't need to step up and become conversation hosts because we're already voting yes and so are our friends. And I'm saying, well... Uh, that's not necessarily widen to your bring circle. Random home.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got to talk to people who disagree. And also, so
1: also, Margo, the you know the the same sex marriage debate. Uh, the community support for that proposition actually dropped in the course of a fairly negative campaign, and we can't afford mm. to have that happen with the yes no. vote this time.
0: No. Okay, so your project. How does that fit in with the you know the, the 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 yes campaign give me a, an idea of the structure and 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 how your project and other projects work together
1: okay um quite simply together yes comes right in under the umbrella of yes 23 which is the which is the yes alliance the the um you know a major campaign infrastructure so there's all for example the fabulous work that is done with the Uluru statement under the leadership of Megan Davis and Pat Anderson. Uh, so that's part of of the campaign. Um, but the one that we come in under is called Yes 23. Uh, that's where we have our, you know, our weekly and sometimes daily campaign meetings with that leadership. Um, so, so is Yes
0: 23 was was that from the heart, from the heart group? Yes, it was
1: initially from the heart and it sort of morphed into Yes, twenty three. That's um, how right. Dean Parkin, who was the CEO of From the Heart, is now the CEO of the Yes Twenty Three. Okay, so
0: what's the go- what's that big governing body called? It's the um, the one with it's,
1: it's the Australians for Indigenous Constitutional Recognition, the AICR. That's the right. Body so that's chaired by that- Rachel Perkins and Danny Gilbert.
0: So so that's and that's the one that um Tony Nutt and, and Mark Texter, who's gonna poll for them, is, is on is on the board. Along so,
1: with um, Michael Cheney, yeah. Michael Cheney, yes. Yeah.
0: We've got to so, get WA so over the line. So we come into um,
1: that body. Yeah.
0: Right. So so that's the the, the peak um body or whatever now yep. under that comes yes 23 which is the is that the camp the campaign directors sort of thing yeah and, yep. and you're one of those so we so come in what bring- there
1: as one of the campaigns yeah
0: yeah so what brings you all together what what do you all sign up for so that you're, you're part of this broad yes movement
1: yeah we um uh we signed up uh in february in adelaide Uh, attending the launch of of this Yes! campaign. And we have signed up, I think importantly, Margot, by accepting that we will work to half a dozen key principles uh, dominating uh, this campaign, that we will work in solidarity with one another, uh, that we will ensure safety, we'll do no harm, that we will honour culture, uh, that we will work with communities uh, rather than tell people what to do, uh, and and that we will share information and support, uh, and that we will um, do our best to bring our best selves to to the campaign, that we will contest ideas and contest them vigorously, but we won't we won't get into name calling or personal attack. So we all signed up to those principles to campaign by.
0: Do you have, is there any difference between the, um, the way the, the city KTCs work and, and the country KT, KTCs
1: work? No. Uh, and our experience, Margot, way back around our watermark, uh, around Indi uh, and way back to Purple Sage, um, the, the um, thing in common, the thing in common, whether you're regional uh, in a regional city or a regional town or hamlet or in a Melbourne suburb. What people have in common is what comes to the fore in this model, and that is uh, a desire to be reasonable, a desire to be civil, a desire to be constructive and to be part of the positive change program. Those things don't sort out regional from country, our regional country and metropolitan There's a lot of people right across the geographic spectrum who aspire to those kind of values. That's what the kitchen table succeeds with, of people coming to the process, bringing their own wisdom, their own experience, their own expertise to the table and that that is respected by others around them. Now that's... Well... Sorry. Sorry.
0: It's, 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 just, it's just incredibly exciting and, and a mammoth task, Mary. <laughs> Talk about changing your life. Um, so how do people who are interested in this, in, in hosting um, one of these, um, how do they, um, uh, how does it work? You, you, you register or something? And uh, It's a simple act,
1: Margot. People just simply need to go to the togetheryes.com.au website. Uh, and there's lots of provisions there to register. And as soon as people register, uh, they get communication back from us. Uh, and we, we communicate with people every couple of weeks around where we're at, you know, when we're just about ready to put the materials on the website. So the website becomes the important conduit. And, and there's actually a, a portal, um, a password-protected portal, that once you sign up to be a conversation host, you get access to that portal and that's where we, where people can download the materials, they get campaign updates and so on. So in that way, we can communicate with anybody, you know, whether they're in Broome or, you know, in Townsville or Tasmania, um, the website becomes the principal communication.
0: And are you, is your group able to, to mentor people along the way who say, oh God, that happened or, or what yeah, do I do we, about it? Do we, you have we, that capacity?
1: Uh, yeah, we've got, you know, I mean, uh, it'll be in the uh, the fruits of the pudding, isn't it, in the sense of mm. once we get going, and we we will accept, uh, you know, the the responsibility for trying to support people every step of the way um, within our, you know, workforce, <laughs> within our workforce um, capacity. But I I do believe the session materials will be as clear as possible, uh, and. You know, no one has to confect the discussion. No one has to mm. be an expert in the issues. There just has to be a desire to work through the materials uh, around the table with one another uh, and and um, gaining that kind of clarity uh, that comes from responding to the kind of materials we produce. So it's not as though we're trying to make people jump through hoops, uh, but we are trying to produce materials that... that that do engender thought and response. Uh, And as I say, I mentioned the Jackie film. And in the second session, for example, we're currently creating a film uh, where half a dozen or so people, uh, mainly Indigenous people, actually give us their wisdom about how the voice will make a material difference on the ground. Yeah. And so people will get the chance to watch that little film in, in the safety of their own dining room. Yeah.
0: Um, When I was writing Not Happy John, I got Paddy Manning to do a a chapter on um, charities. And um, you might remember Gary Johns, um, IPA, wrote this whole series of things saying, civil society is really bad. We've got to get rid of civil society. We've got to stop people being activists. And it just occurred to me reading your materials that this voice thing, it's like civil society – Really getting together across, you know, issues and 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 um, and, and ideology, rising up to say yes. It, it's such a, a powerful thing, and I, I just wonder what will happen if it's a no. <laughs> but it, 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 have you ever had a, a sense in in your previous work that there's there's all sorts of connections being made around people concerned with all sorts of issues, saying on this one we're going to work work together. Is it it as big as that and what sort of feeling is it uh, as someone um,
1: in in your position? Well, I I think back to the 67 referendum. Now, remember uh, remember that that wasn't so much a human rights issue um, about Indigenous people uh, and justice. It was actually about whether Australians wanted our First Nations people to be counted in the census. Instead yes. of being categorised as part of the flora and fauna, um, but what was significant about the sixty-seven referendum was not so much, you know, the the aspiration around human rights. It was actually that civil society stepped up to the plate big time, big mm. time, and and the same is happening this time. And I I am fundamentally and philosophically opposed. To um, the idea of people, you know, of civil society should be done away with. We are nothing. We are nothing yeah. without social cohesion and civil society. Civil society is, and the operation of civil society is what fundamentally sets us apart from trashy, violent, authoritarian regimes. You know, at yeah, the end totally. of the day, it's a, the way people cohere. And the way people respect one another and the way people are prepared to support one another and work for change and betterment and improvement, that's what civil society does.
0: Yeah. All right. Look, I'm just um, absolutely thrilled with um, what you're doing and and I I think I will give it a go. (laughs) I've had some pretty interesting conversations lately and they do tend to um, create havoc at dinner parties, I'm finding. And um, I, I think people, even people who who are hard nosed or soft nosed or undecideds, might go, well, why not? Why not give this a go and um, and see what happens? So, yeah, um, c- congratulations, and I hope you'll come back in a couple of months and and tell me how it's going. Okay.
1: Well, again, thanks for the chance to talk it through, Margot. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and hope you enjoyed this No Fibs podcast. Until next time, goodbye.